As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I want to take a second to talk about bras. For me, bra shopping has always been a nightmare. And so honestly, a lot of times I would just end up not wearing a bra because I was so over the whole process of finding the right bra. Third Love has made bra shopping so seamless and something to actually look forward to. And ladies, you all know having the right bra makes all the difference. So go to thirdlove.com slash foodheaven to get your 15% off today. All right, let's get into our episode. Hey, it's Wendy. And it's Jess. And you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast, your online resource for delicious and nutritious living. Welcome to another episode of the Food Heaven Podcast. Today we have a special guest on the pod. We have Lindsay Page. Lindsay is the founder of Radically Fit Oakland. And after falling in love with working out, she wanted to share that passion with anyone who wanted to find it. As a queer woman of color, she wanted to be able to open and run a gym for the LBDTQ POC people of color and body positive community. And with the help and support of her community in Oakland, this dream became a possibility and Radically Fit Oakland was born. So we learned about Lindsay via the Black Girl Balance podcast by our girl Les, and we were blown away by the work that she was doing at Radically Fit. I've never heard of a gym that offered so much value and just so much diversity in the offerings for people that are oftentimes represented in fitness. So we thought it would be a great idea to bring her on the podcast, talk about everything that she's doing at Radically Fit, and also talk about what inclusivity looks like in the fitness space for the people that she serves. So welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So tell us about Radically Fit Oakland. Why did you open up the space? How is it different from the typical gym? Because Jess and I recently, we were talking about our experiences stepping into the traditional gym and how it's just a hot mess because it's just so overwhelming. You feel like there's just, quote unquote, fitness goals everywhere. Everyone's like sweating, going crazy, looking like they're about to fall out. So tell us a little bit about how Radically Fit Oakland is different from that. I started Radically Fit in the hopes of creating a truly inclusive space for queer trans people of color, um, as well as bigger bodies and fat folks. Um, That looks different in a lot of ways in terms of the physical space. So in the gym, we don't have any mirrors we found that we've gotten feedback from people about when they come into a gym and there's a lot of mirrors, they feel a lot of pressure to perform a certain way. And they often are kind of being sidetracked from just learning and enjoying the process and instead find themselves looking at their reflection a lot. So we've taken a step to take those out of of the equation when you come work out. Additionally, 
we are truly body positive and fat positive, which are two things that in general, the fitness industry does not offer a lot of spaces with. And that means we have classes that are aimed specifically for those that identify as fat or bigger bodied. So we have a fat PHAT yoga class, which is really great. And all of our classes are for all levels of fitness. So anybody that walks in the door is going to be able to take any of the classes. But additionally, we offer beginner classes. And those are are really great for anybody that is stepping into working out or maybe hasn't worked out in a really long time. We are huge on meeting people where they are. So this gym, you're never going to walk in and have a trainer kind of push you past your limits. We're going to meet you where we are. We are going to challenge you, but we allow you to take the workouts as they come. And then we also offer classes for POC specific folks. So we have a POC only class called Black and Brown Queers. We have a trans and GNC, which is Center Nonconforming Mind and Body Alignment class, which is for anybody who identifies as trans or gender nonconforming. And that's a really beautiful program that is tailored to the individual specific needs, but is also a group. So you get to do it within community. And then we also overall, one of our membership options is called Community Cares, which is a sliding scale option. So another hurdle for the Pop community is accessibility financially. And so we've taken that out of the equation as well. So we allow anyone to come to the gym for any price that they feel comfortable paying. And that can even be $0 a month. Wow. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. I I love it. 20 minutes straight. <laughs> no, I love all of it. And when Wendy sent me your information and, you know, just like the website for Radically Fit Oakland, I was like, oh my God, I have to join because I live in the Bay, but I'm in Richmond. So it's a little bit, oh. yeah, it's a little farther. Yeah. Um, I used to live in Oakland and we just had this conversation the other day. I went to this fitness class in Berkeley. I was so pissed and like triggered because mm. it just was not inclusive whatsoever. And I feel like the inst- everything was just like, okay, we're going to do this like crazy intense workout. Like, great, you know, if you're able to do it. But there wasn't the conversation of right. like, listen to your body, like modify. No like conversation about, is it okay to touch you? She was just like very like touching and super mm. aggressive with like trying to shove my, it was a, um, it was a like hit reformer Pilates class. And it was just mm. like, it was a nightmare. Honestly, I was going to start crying. And I was just like, you know what? Like this is, well, it was just like, this is really not the space for me at all. And yeah. yeah, and I feel bad leaving negative reviews. I was going to, but I still haven't. I don't know why I feel bad doing that. But anyways, just wanted to know about your experience. So like, have you always been into fitness and just like, what was your relationship like with exercise growing up as someone who doesn't really fit that dominant, you know, kind of like fitness, you know, ideal? Yeah, I actually grew up playing sports competitively until I was in high school. And then I stopped playing sports and became pretty physically inactive. It wasn't until I was in my early, I would say probably 19, almost 20, until I got actually into working out. And I used, the first time I got into working out, it was used as a tool for recovery. I had lost my best friend and having somebody pass away at that age that was so close to me was really traumatic for me. And it kind of, stopped me from growing in a lot of ways. And I hit a point where I just decided that I needed to do something 
to empower myself. And I turned to fitness and it was definitely not a love at first sight. It took a significant amount of time for me to really trust the process of healing and using moving my body as a way to heal. But once I got on that path, I really truly kind of fell in love with working out as a way of keeping up my mental and emotional health. I also had a lot of physical changes that occurred with the working out. And it's been, so I'm, I will be 32 this year and I started working out really consistently at 18. And I would say I've been working out pretty consistently on and off for that entire period of time. And throughout that phase, I've had different relationships with exercise. So at that point it was healing. At another point, it was about weight loss. At another point, it was about becoming radically, using this as a, as a tool of radical self-care, which is what I use it for now and empowering other people. But yeah, I would say that I definitely, when I stepped into a gym for the first time as an 18, 19 year old, I did not feel comfortable. I did not feel that my body fit in. I didn't feel that my, my skin fit in. I didn't feel that being a a young woman in a space that was like highly male dominated and, and in a toxic way, I didn't feel that I fit in. So I spent a lot of years feeling uncomfortable in gyms until I carved out a space for myself and was very mindful about where I spent my energy. And now luckily I've, you know, I've created this space with the help of the community where folks can come in and have the opposite of experience of what you were just saying. You know, we are adamant about creating a space where you do feel represented when you walk in the door. You do see, you do see people that look like you. And can you tell us, like, what are some practical things? I know you mentioned the mirrors, which I never even thought about. And that's such a great point Mm -hmm. because, yeah, when I'm working out, I'm just, like, looking at my ass in the mirror the whole time. (laughs) And I'm just like, ooh, okay, am I, like, and it's like you just completely forget about correct posture and, like, all these things because you're fixated on looking at yourself and looking at other people. Um, So can you tell us, like, what are some other practical things that you've been able to do at Radically Fit to make it safe inclusive, welcoming for your members? Yeah, in terms of those types of things, the the mirror thing is really big. And then I think a lot of it also comes down to how the trainers interact with our clients. So at the beginning of classes, making sure that we're checking in and always reminding people that this is for them and we're here to meet them where they are and listening to their bodies. Additionally, always offering alternatives to exercises if somebody doesn't feel comfortable that day doing something or their body doesn't feel good about doing something that we're always able to offer an alternative. And then also just creating, I think really to go back to like creating the specific classes for our most marginalized people within the greater queer community that are often left out. So the the POC people, the trans and gender nonconforming and the fat and bigger body people I think those things really set us apart in terms of creating a truly safe and inclusive space. I love all of it. I also love that your rates are really reasonable. And you mentioned, and we saw on your website as well, there's a sliding scale option. Have you found that with some of these marginalized communities or members of communities who don't have the financial means to attend these typical like wellness classes or gyms like has it been helpful for bringing those folks in yes it's been tremendously helpful i think 
it's interesting to see people's reaction to that because oftentimes it's met with almost disbelief and you know I really what it you just sit down with with me and we go over what you feel like you can afford to pay and really we just ask that in return there's community buy-in so you show up consistently and you help us build community and you help us spread the word about the gym and it's really a simple process and it's a very transparent process which I think a lot of people aren't used to when it comes to having experiences in gyms and spending money in gyms. And it takes that stress off of someone's back of being like, I really need this. I need this mentally and emotionally and physically, and I don't have access to it. And now we've allowed and opened the door for folks to come in who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford it. So we actually have a fair amount of people using that community cares membership, which is a fighting scale. Wow, that's great because oftentimes with sliding scale, I think it's also how you present it because there can be a lot of shame in people coming in and wanting to take advantage of that sliding scale option but not feeling fully comfortable because either the way that it's communicated to them or the way that it's positioned. And I remember back in the day when I was struggling with money, I went into these sliding scale fitness centers and I just felt so uncomfortable. I mean, I like... I don't know. I think it was just the energy around it. But yeah, I just felt kind of judged by the people that were telling me about the option and I, and I never went back again. So I think it's also about yeah. communicating, ab- uh, communicating about this option in a really open and non-judgmental way so that people do want to come in and you do have these people that are, that are really uh, taking advantage of all that you have to offer. Totally. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Okay, so I told y'all that bra shopping has never been a fun experience for me. I recently tried Third Love and I wanted to share a little bit about how it went for me. My clothes have been fitting so much better with the new bras that I tried out at Third Love. They offer over 70 sizes and even include half cup sizes. So this is especially useful for people who feel like they can never find the right fitting size. Also, did you know that some bra companies actually charge more for people that have larger breasts? Third Love does not do that. Their bras cost the same no matter what size you are, and they have a wide range of inclusive sizing. Third Love will help you identify your breast size and shape. If the bra is not looking right, they have a 100% fit guarantee. So you have 60 days to wear the bra. That's right. That's two whole months. So you can really test it out. You can wash it. You can put it to the test. And if you're not head over heels about it, you can return it. And Third Love will actually wash it and donate it to a woman in need. How awesome is that? Third Love wants to hook up our listeners with the perfect bra so right now they're offering you guys 15% off your first order all you have to do is go to thirdlove.com slash food right now to find your perfect fitting bra all right back to our episode so with some of the classes that you mentioned you said fat yoga the trans uh trans mind body alignment can you tell us like what are some specific things that go down in these classes that make it useful for fat people, for example, or trans people? Like, are there specific things that are done during the classes that make them unique to these populations? That's a great question. Yeah. So for example, the trans and gender nonconforming class is an eight week cycle. So some of the guidelines are that you start the class together. So there's no drop in. So let's say somebody wanted to drop in the class 
they have to go through the entire program together. And we do that for safety reasons, because this is a marginalized community. We want to ensure that they're feeling safe and trusting those around them. And we have found that if they begin the cycle together and they're used to seeing each other throughout the week, they're more comfortable in that space. And then additionally, before you start the class, we have a questionnaire that we give where you can go over the goals that you want and and then we create a specific program for each person. And the instructor who leads that, who is Emmett, who identifies as trans is also hugely helpful and make sure that everybody throughout the class is meeting their goals and, and feeling supported. So I think having that is definitely something that I don't think I've seen offered anywhere else. And also it's really about ensuring that that community feels safe. So we've set those parameters to ensure that the fat yoga class is led by a woman, a woman of color who identifies as bigger bodied and fat. And I think in that instance, the yoga class uh, is built around those bodies and mind, meaning the moves are going to look a little different than it might look in a different kind of yoga class. And Vanessa, who is the teacher, is able to make modifications and changes to the exercises as they need to come. Additionally, it's really great to see yourself represented when you walk in the gym. It would be really awkward to go to the gym for a fat yoga class and not see somebody who identifies as such in front of you. And that kind of carries over to the POC class. So I am am the instructor for the POC class. It's really important that we have those boundaries where it's really only people of color are allowed in that class. We keep that. There's, there's no wavering on that. And for that class, it's really about empowerment. So I do a lot of strength training with those folks. And ideally, we want them walking out at the end of class feeling really strong. I love it. I'm on your website now. I'm like, oh my God, I want to be a member. I'm like looking up the different membership yeah. packages because it just sounds so cool. And I saw that you have, there's a dance class that you guys are doing now. Ooh. What kind of dance yeah. is it? So I'm like not the greatest person to explain this stuff, okay. but it, it's like a free form. There is light choreography. I think Nikki, who's the instructor, who is also a queer woman of color, the way she explains it is that it's really about kind of reclaiming your body in a space that often the people that are in our community get left out of. So, you know, if you go to a dance class at a lot of the other dance studios, you might feel overwhelmed if you're not a dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And this class is all levels. There's no judgment. And she's really creating this class for you to feel kind of in tune with your body, just with really good music. Okay. Yeah, and language. I, I might have to come yeah. because I've been doing yeah. dance. Yeah, I've been doing dance. Let me not even get started. But so I do. <laughs> well, I, the thing is with yeah. a lot of these choreographed classes, they they, they act like intense. you're you're about to go on a dance competition. Yeah. It's like and one and two and boom and pop. And I'm just like, okay, wait. And then I feel really right. Yeah. And the thing is too, that's crazy. Yeah. So I I my New Year's resolution was to like do hip hop dance classes and I would love mm-hmm. to even though I suck I'm not good I I have heart but I would love to perform <laughs> one day right yeah but the in the Definitely. crazy thing is like in my dance class it's a hip hop dance class I'm literally the only black person and I I don't oh, I, I don't God. really feel that comfortable there <laughs> which is crazy oh my god yeah yeah I'm just like I don't I feel like out of place it's very clicky yeah, so I might have to just come to your dance class. Yeah, anyway. What? That sounds also, that, I just want to also validate that that sounds 
terrible. Like I can't imagine that. I, I just like just hearing you say that makes me feel really bad <laughs> that there is a space that is providing a class that's a hip hop class that doesn't cater to people of color. Like that's to me in my mind, mind boggling, but. Yeah, it, it was to me too when yeah. I walked in and I, yeah, I told Wendy, I was like, wait, am I crazy? What's going on? <laughs> um, and then I, I mean, I've, I've been going and I go to two, but anyway, okay. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about weight because I know that is something that can be the idea of weight loss or weight. It's like such a loaded topic. It can be very triggering for people, um, especially within the fitness community, especially with trainers. Even myself, when I was looking for a trainer, I would go and read people's Yelp reviews. There is this woman who had these reviews. She's like a woman trainer. And it was like the people were saying, yeah, she keeps me in check. Like whenever I have a too much like bad food, then she'll tell me about myself and she'll tell me to eat that cookie in front of the mirror naked and then see how oh you feel. Like, God. I'm not even kidding. Oh I will God. pull up, oh I will like link to this review <laughs> in the show notes. Maybe I won't. Oh but anyway, so I have been asking around for people who I know are more body positive, kind of health at every size, like for a trainer who gets it and who isn't going to, you know, try to force your body to do, do something it won't do. But just wanted to get your thoughts on that, like within your fitness space, like have you, do you guys focus on weight? Is it a weight inclusive platform? What are your experiences like with that kind of topic, whether it's like, you know, in your fitness space or even just like personal experiences that you want to share? Yeah, I, I will say up front that weight loss is not at all something that we focus on and, and it's not something that our trainers ever talk about. It's not something I ever talk about and it's not at all within our mission statement. We truly believe that body positivity means honoring and lifting up and validating all bodies as they are in existence today. So we're not actually interested in changing people's bodies. Like that's not what we're here to do. Of course, as a byproduct of exercising, people's bodies are going to change. That looks different though in every body. Some bodies put on muscle mass. Some bodies maybe lose body fat. Some bodies are just growing in ways in terms of like flexibility and mobility. So whatever way works for that person, we're here to support. We are not here to encourage weight loss. We are not ever here to talk about diet. We don't really talk about food at all other than maybe we'll all go grab tacos after class. Fun. But that is not at all within our mission statement. So I will throw that out there just to start off. Additionally, I have my own very complex relationship with body image and body positivity when it comes to my body. And it's something that I've had to work out for years. And that is because of the amount of pressure and misguided hatred for people of color, queer people and women's bodies specifically um, as it pertains to weight that I am still figuring out on my own and being in this community and watching this community flourish and stand for what it stands for has helped me immensely on my journey to look at exercise and food through a lens that is completely disconnected from weight loss and completely disconnected from fitting a body type that is European and white and that, you know, plays into the patriarchy. So 
those are, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> those are my thoughts on that. Yeah. And that's why we need more places like Radically Fit because always, I mean, I would say for the most part, any fitness place that you go to, it's always tied with body image, like weight loss, controlling how you look physically. And it's not just about feeling good or having more energy or taking care of yourself. It's always tied in with weight. Shrinking your body. Or like gaining muscle or like getting abs. It's always like physical, you know, and there's just so many more benefits beyond that. I also really want to impress upon the fact that like exercise in its kindest form, which means listening to your body and doing what your body is is wanting to do in that moment is incredibly helpful for mental and emotional health and that's another aspect we're really working towards bringing to people like we're here to not only be here as a place where you can physically nourish your body but also mentally and emotionally with community and with kindness and i do think that that is completely overlooked in the fitness industry and really in any gym that I have been a part of or seen. Um, I don't think they've really been able to truly kind of encapsulate that message. And, and here, this is something that we work really diligently to ensure that our folks are not just physically feeling you know, great from working out, but they're also mentally and emotionally benefiting as well. That's great. And I also love that when I reached out, because I I had said like, well, this is a health and wellness podcast. And you were like, well, what are we going to talk about? Because I don't give nutrition recommendations. (laughs) I'm not a dietitian. And I love that because a lot of trainers are like giving out meal plans. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, Mm -hmm. our clients will come to us and I'm just like, where are they getting this information from? Like, this is so dangerous. This is so not appropriate. And they really shouldn't be giving y'all all these nutrition recommendations no they shouldn't and unfortunately capitalism i think can can really play a a huge it does play a really huge role in the fitness industry but it 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 boils down even to those small things where there are trainers who are not nutritionists and are not you know doctors and are just kind of going online and looking at like the what it looks like to to starve yourself and, and right. giving out that advice or saying like, don't ever eat carbs or, you know, all of the other, the things that people often turn to when they feel shitty about their bodies and they're continuing that. And I think, unfortunately, that's doing a ton of damage to anybody that's interacting with, with those folks. So, and I do think that comes down to capitalism because, you know, personal trainers have to hustle and I know that hustle. And if you can try and tell somebody that you can help them with their diet if that's what they're looking for it makes a difference but yeah unfortunately they should not be giving that advice in general absolutely Hey guys, so a couple of months ago, we had a really fun podcast episode. It was called Demystifying CBD. It was actually episode 51, in case you want to look it up. And we interviewed a registered nurse named Rami Campbell. And Rami was great because she's able to bring in all of the research about CBD. And we found that overall, there were some benefits, including helping people who have anxiety, helping them kind of have decreased anxiety. So we're really excited about this week's podcast sponsor, Manitoba Harvest, who is and has been a leader in the manufacturing and distribution of hemp-based foods for over 20 years. 
really long time. And their whole company is based on the belief that hemp has the power to transform people's lives for the better. The company has a portfolio that includes hemp hearts, protein powder, hemp yeah, granola wellness bars. And the cool thing is they're in 22 different countries. So they're not just found here in the US. So if you're not based locally, which we know a lot of you guys listen from abroad, then you can have access too. Now, because Manitoba Harvest loves you guys for listening to the Food Heaven podcast, we love you too. They're going to hook it up with a really special offer. So if you want to try their broad spectrum hemp extract with CBD, they're giving you 50% off plus free shipping. So all you have to do is go to shop.manitobaharvest.com. That's shop.manitobaharvest.com and use the promo code food heaven for 50% off and free shipping on your first order of that broad spectrum hemp extract with CBD. And that offer is valid until August 31st. So go now on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet (laughs) and get your 50% off. All right, now back to the episode. And with you approaching fitness without this weight loss agenda, have you noticed any changes in your relationship to food? Because oftentimes with people who are doing fitness because they want to look a certain way, they want to lose weight, they want to bulk up, they're completely manipulating their food choices, they're restricting or they're eating like tons of protein to like get a certain outcome. Have you noticed your relationship to food shifting? I I will say that in the past, probably two to three years, my relationship with food has shifted pretty dramatically. When I use exercise as a tool for weight loss, I developed a pretty unhealthy relationship with food. And it took me a couple of years to come back and rethink everything and rewire my brain to just eat what made my body feel good. So for me right now, I definitely have a different relationship with it now that I have stepped more into body positivity and fat positivity. And essentially, I have a relationship with food that I really like. I don't restrict myself. I do not count calories. Counting calories is really triggering for me in terms of sending me down a shame and body hate spiral, which I I don't want to be a part of anymore. And I eat what fuels me in terms of like, being able to do as much as I have to do during the day. And so right now I I really enjoy my relationship with it. I love all of that. One thing I want to ask is just, I feel like sometimes in these types of spaces, it can get a little bit tricky because there might, there may be folks who don't identify as, you know, fat, queer, person of color, which is, you know, who your space is basically intended for, but that they may still want to join. So how do you guys navigate that? Like if there are people who want to support what you're doing because they love the mission of Radically Fit, how do you balance that without having those folks kind of take up space for the members that the space is intended for? Yeah, so I think that like... I have done enough talking and I also have a great team that kind of helped me put together the messaging around our gym well enough that it is pretty self-selecting. So I actually haven't had to deal with folks that are coming in that 
do not identify as actually any of those categories. So AKA, I haven't had any white cis heterosexual people come in and ask to be a part of the gym. I think it's really clear that this space is really to be held for the people that we have stated that we're serving. And I think it's not really a question or up for debate for me in terms of talking to those people and making that really clear if that did become an issue, because they can go to literally every other gym. And this is just a space. It's a very special space and it's reserved for people that are left out of the picture at in every other gym. And if that's not something that they can understand or respect from the get go, then unfortunately it, I know that it just wouldn't be a, a space for them to be able to even try and share with us. Great point. It sounds like you, like, yeah, you've just like really developed a lifestyle that works for you with food, with fitness, where you genuinely sound like you love everything that you're doing and you're doing it because it feels good. And I think that that is hard for a lot of people to get because of all the external messaging that we get. And so I'm wondering for our listeners who want to get started with moving a little bit more, with working out, with fitness, what are some things that they can do to just find it more to find it more joyful, more enjoyable, because I think initially, even for me, it was like, oh, my God, I got to go to the gym. It's like a drag, you know, <laughs> so like how can how can people who are starting off overcome that a little bit? So it's more fun and it's like, oh, great. This is something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things that folks can kind of look to. I think a really important one is setting yourself up for success in terms of like immediate goals. So if you haven't worked out before, or if you haven't worked out for a year, it's a little unreasonable to ask your body to all of a sudden go to the gym five days a week. I think it's really important that you be kind to your body in the very beginning stages of working out because that's when people are most often like, oh, I didn't like that at all. I'm never doing it again. And if you overwork your body in the beginning, it's not going to be pleasant. And you want this to try to at least be as as positive as it can be of an experience for you. So I would say start off with realistic goals. Like if, if you haven't worked out, maybe work out twice a week. Start with that. And and what does that look like? Do you like to go outside to work out? You don't have to go to a gym to exercise. You can go for walks around your block. If you have a dog, take your dog for a walk. If you do want to go to the gym, find something that you actually really like doing. Like you don't have to run on the treadmill. You don't have to be on the elliptical for an hour. Like I know that I lived that life. And then I was like, oh, I actually don't have to do this, this thing that I really hate doing just because I think it will bring some sort of peace of mind to me because my body will look a certain way. If you like lifting weights, lift weights. If you like doing yoga, do yoga, find something that really works for you and don't force yourself to do something that you're going to stop doing within a month anyway. Consistency is really important in the, in the beginning stages of exercise. And then also I would say, if you can grab a friend, I think it's really important to have somebody that is there to support you, not only mentally and emotionally, but show up for you, like physically show up for you and, and be there and, you know, it kind, of, it kind of allows for a little more fun in the process, which is really important as well. And then I think also, lastly, it really comes down to just like being kind to yourself and listening to yourself. If there's a day that you just don't feel like working out, it's, it's truly not the end of the world. Like you, nothing will happen. You will just not work out that day. 
don't let shame or guilt be the presence of your drive for working out because that never works. Working out should be led by, by the want to just physically move. And I think if people could just step away from guilt and shame, the beginning of working out would be much easier. So I think those are kind of the basic things I would suggest. I love all of your tips. Couldn't agree more, especially with finding something that you actually like, because I have a lot of folks who, you know, as a dietitian, we're talking a little bit about, you know, their exercise routine and they'll say, you know, I'm going to just start running and I'll say, okay, great. Well, do you enjoy running? No, I hate running. Okay. Well, running probably (laughs) isn't the fitness for you. (laughs) You can probably grow to love it. Like some people do, but I have a lot of people who just force themselves to be miserable because they feel like they have to do that. So I like that you're saying, no, take, you know, take time to figure out what it is you actually like. You don't have to be on the elliptical for an hour. Yeah, that's that's great advice. Okay, so I want to talk about just a little bit of a personal question. So you have this business. It seems like it's a lot of work. How do you balance out your own self-care with running this new business? Okay, I, I, it's been almost a year since we've opened our doors, and this is hands down been the most stressful and chaotic and rewarding, but stressful and chaotic uh, year of my life. And my self-care looks pretty basic, but is incredibly vital. So the things that I have worked really hard to ensure I'm doing are things like sleeping eight hours a day, um, a night, not during the day, <laughs> eight hours a night drinking water, easy for me to forget when I'm teaching a bunch of classes back to back and then running and doing admin work and then taking my dog out. And so making sure I'm staying hydrated and then also working out. My working out looks so different than it did three years ago when I was working out consistently every day because I had so much more time. So at this point in my life, I am okay with moving my body even if I'm just moving my body three to four times a week, that looks really different for me than it did before. But if I can do that, then my mental and emotional health are on a much better track than they, than they are if I don't. So those are kind of the three things that I am really focused on doing currently to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. And I love that you spoke about just things changing, bodies changing, and you you have to also shift and grow as that happens because a lot of times we get stuck on how we used to do things, our old routines, and it's mm-hmm. just like a lot of times as you get older, you just don't have the energy or the bandwidth to do all the things that you used to do or work out in the same way that you used to. So I love that you said that. Right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Let our listeners know how they can learn more about you and everything that you're doing at Radically Fit. Great. So our Instagram is Radically Fit Oakland. And our website is radicallyfitoakland.com. And our Facebook is Radically Fit Oakland. There's a theme. Um, Yeah, (laughs) any of those ways are great. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. Great great talking. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another great episode of the Food Heaven Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. Go ahead and do it right now so that the podcast can grow and all these episodes can get out to more people. Listen up to this listener review. 
I love this podcast. There's lots of great guests, and Wendy and Jess always let them speak their minds on the show. I love the variety of topics and the balance created between learning about food and diet from a science, medical nutrition therapy perspective, yet also celebrating food and bodies. As a fellow dietitian, I feel like I can trust the information I get on the show and share it with friends and family. Keep it up. Wendy and Jess are awesome. Mm, that's the highest compliment to say you can trust the information, honestly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and absolutely. Evidence-based. Thank you. Yeah. So for those of you who want to connect with us, you can connect online. We are at Food Heaven on Instagram and Twitter. And we are at Food Heaven Made Easy on Facebook. Our podcast is released every Wednesday. And in each episode, we get into how to make lifelong changes that can help you live a healthier, more balanced life. We also interview leading experts in the fields of health and nutrition to pick their brains on how to cultivate that healthy life that you love. We hope you enjoy this episode and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, so by now you probably know that I'm obsessed with Third Love. I'm actually on their website right now and just going through the different styles. They have nursing bras. They have these really cute lace bras if you're trying to keep it sexy. They have t-shirt bras. They have lounge bras. They literally have bras for every single occasion, and they even have bodysuits. Like, oh, my God. I need to go shopping right now. Check out thirdlove.com slash foodheaven for 15% off today.